Yo, what is up, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of A Gamer Creates. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome back. Um, I just want to take a minute to thank you guys for the support on the last episode, or episodes. Um, we had Suavez on for part one and part two of that third episode. Um, and also, I know there was like two weeks in between uh, the episodes just because of, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and... Um, my girlfriend's birthday was also during that time. So like I said, we're going to pump out the content and we're going to continue to do so. Um, as far as the Apple Music, um, getting the podcast on Apple Music, um, we are still running into some issues. Like I need to get my account verified and I'm having a problem to do that. I use the same email for everything. And for some reason, that's that email will not work. So... Um, either I'm going to have to make a new email to put it on Apple Music or something. But w once again, once I figure that out, you guys will know. Um, make sure to follow the podcast and review it on whatever you guys are listening to it on. Whether that's Spotify, just make sure to share it. Um, make sure to get the word out. Um, also, on the last episode, Suavez and I came out and we told you guys that we are going to be starting a... Uh, podcast on our own that is about you know uh tv shows and movies like nerdy stuff like um anything game of thrones lord of the rings star wars uh things like dune marvel stuff uh, we're going to be going over all of that uh coming up soon uh, we're just narrowing down a name um so that should be out what is it December 9th, so that should be out like by the end of the month. Just make sure to follow my Twitter below for um, updates on that. Um, also, if you guys like watching live streams, make sure to follow my Twitch below. Also, I have several uploads on my YouTube, uh, and that link will be below. Um, I also upload the podcast on my YouTube as well, so if you would like to see videos, versions of that going forward, then just follow I'm sorry, subscribe to my YouTube and and you'll be able to see the live version with, you know, an overlay and see my ugly mug. Um, so welcome to Buffet. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Say what up. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys all doing? I am Buffet. Uh, thank you for having me on here, Sam. It's really, really a pleasure. And so, let's get to it. Hell yeah. So one thing that you guys don't know and you and you will come to find out is that my whole plan uh before i recorded with suavez um i had buffet and suavez both on on the podcast but instead of releasing it with both of them i kind of wanted to do a solo run uh with each of them and then the episode that we recorded with both of them i wanted to do as a bonus episode and that is what we're going to do after this but i wanted to interview them separately because you know they're their own creator they have their own uh story so once again buffet welcome um so we're going to kind of go over you know how'd you get into gaming and, and content and, and everything so my first question for you is how did you start gaming uh i started gaming when i was about five years old at christmas my dad bought me a sega genesis first ever console with the game comic zone which is by far will always be my favorite game um since then it's just kind of taken off and i've played everything under the sun that you can as an older generation gamer but um other than that it's just mild start start at christmas time when everybody is so happy and just gift giving and all that stuff so so as far as multiplayer games was there a game that you can think of that you were like once you started playing online with people you were like okay this is like actually really fun and like i, li I like doing this um because for me for example it was it was halo like when i started playing online with people it like kind of changed up everything of course i loved playing games before but when you actually are sitting there and you can play against all these people across the world and stuff like that really hit different for me so i was just wondering as far as multiplayer games go um, if there was anything that really kind of got you into this type of thing, now that basically every game is multiplayer. So with multiplayer, I was the same because of Halo. So Hell I yeah. didn't play Love online it. per se, but at my church group, we had our own little Xbox. Our own you guys had the lands at your church? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we had TV, we had an Xbox, and it was all set up. And you know, every every Wednesday we'd go to to our little like teen church group meeting. Like we'd get there an hour early, and we just all play land and play Halo, and just you know, kind of just go ham on each other mm-hmm. until uh, a pastor got there, and it was time to you know actually you know do what we needed to do. But yeah, no, we got to play Halo Land, and then I actually didn't play an online game till about two, three years after when the 360 came out. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, the biggest thing for the Xbox 360 was, of course, Halo Three. Mm-hmm. That was my first online experience, and oh man, oh man, it just it just revved my engine. It, mm-hmm. it turned from Halo 3 to Modern Warfare 2. And we all know how those lobbies are. Screaming people at each aren't other people and, wouldn't yeah, yeah, people wouldn't be able to handle it nowadays. Oh hell no. So of course not. That was that was a different animal back then. Like you would be screaming at the top of your lungs at people. Oh, it'd be it would be screaming and yelling about your mom and yeah, racist slurs, you know, all racist that. slurs, bigoted mm-hmm. slurs. You know, just the everything under the I mean, sun. It's and kind no of one, a good thing. No though, one honestly. cared. It's kind yeah. of a good thing though, because if someone, well, to a point. I mean, obviously, if someone is saying something about your mom, like or whoever, it's like okay. But like, if racist slurs are happening and then everyone's kind of rallying around that, like, nah, I shouldn't say that. That's one thing. But at the same time, like, just people screaming at each other and just... Uh, there, there's been nothing... Like, the Modern Warfare 2 lobbies, there's been nothing that I can compare to that, ever. Yeah, it's, ever. It was just Scar H, heartbeat monitor on the Scar H, new tubes across the map, and some, some throwing knives just getting thrown above for that, uh, that starting kill. Oh, the new tube, man. That was, that was my gig. Like, whenever I wanted to piss people off, I'd slap that thing on, and I would just shoot it in the air and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, those beginning, the beginning games were, were a pain in the ass. But So it's kind of funny that you were talking about the land thing, because I actually, before I even, like... So you, I don't know if you remember like how much you followed Halo, but like you remember when it was on USA and they had like the True Life of T Squared and all that. Yeah. So yeah, be- I remember before that, that yeah. um, during like I think it, so I started playing with I have an older brother and I started playing with them uh, and they just needed you know at that at that point you don't have like Xbox Live so like you need people to play with. So mm-hmm. my brother my my brother was like yo come play with us he he had taught me to play. And, um, so we would have these big lands, like we would put, we would get a bunch of uh, extension wires and everything. And, um, you know, those outside tents, just keep the mosquitoes out. Even like when, um, the sun would go down. Oh my God. We had all those like old ass TVs with the big, like there was no flat screens is all I'm saying. No. Yeah. No, there was (laughs) no, it was the big 32 inch bulky. It lasted like a hundred pounds. Yeah, you had to, you had to fucking lock that thing outside. Oh man, but those those are the days. And in 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 these days, like getting older, you know, is like looking back on it. I'm like, that is like those are just, like certain moments that really like defined what gaming is and like the passion uh, that people had for gaming is the fact that it's like, okay, we're gonna set up this big ass tent. We're gonna we're gonna. Um, walk all these friggin 50 to 100 pound tvs into this tent with this uh cheap plastic table and we're gonna put it all on that and then we're gonna figure out how to like it's not like you turn on your xbox and you log in you can play against whoever you want across the world like that that initial land experience and now everyone talks about land when you go to events and everything but really the reason that it started land started was because of having no online having no xbox live or anything like that yeah, having no online service to I remember, you know, back when I was younger we had Super Nintendo and mm-hmm. you would hook up and do Super Mario three and you could yeah. have up to like four six like four to six players and mm-hmm. we'd all be just running the map because yep. we got like three setups and Yep, that's what that's what I started on, dude. Thing. I started on uh the N sixty four, like with uh well I didn't start on that, but I mean just playing against people. Um 
you know, Super Smash Bros, Mario Kart, all that. But um, so my next question is, um, all together, like, what are some of your favorite games? Like, if you if you had to do, we'll, we'll call it a top three. Like, what are your top three favorite games? So if I had to say Ever. top three favorite of all time or top three favorite right now? No, all time. Of all time, Comic Zone will always be one. Comic Zone it has a very special place in my heart because that was the very first game I ever picked up and, and played. And it was just cool. You were a comic book character and you got to just fly or like just jump around comics and just start beating people up. Um, another one is, is a game called Dragon Force, which is a strategy off of the Sega Saturn. That one has a special place in my heart because I got to play it with my cousin almost every day after Wait, school. Wait, how old are you? I am 27 years old. Oh, I'm older than you. But I, I've never heard of I've never heard of Dragon Force. I mean, yeah, besides Dragon, the band. Yeah, dra- Dragon... <laughs> what was that, um, Katara <laughs> Yeah. Uh, through the fire and flames. Yes, 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 yeah, you know, you know. Um, but yeah, no, Dragon Dragon Force was an is a Japan strategy type game where you pit armies versus uh, you have one general, you pit armies versus armies, and you go around the map and just start annihilating people. Um is it kind of like a, game, like a Civ game? Yeah, no, no, it's not like a Civ game. It's more like that that JRPG feeling. Okay. And, yeah, that makes sense. And conquest on that way rather than an actual Civ type way where you know you build up the thing and you build up an army. Yeah, that's you more already like, have the army. Yeah, it's funny though because I, I I had never really played Civ and I decided to download it on my on my Switch. And don't get me wrong, like it's an amazing game, but it's got to be. I feel like a lot of the old heads like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just. There's not much action on the screen, but it's a very strategy. Like it's not like StarCraft or anything like that, where yeah, it is a strategy game, but you also get to see all the parts moving around and and you're moving the units around. It's more of like move this group of people to this space, and then you see like a one second fight. You know what I mean? But still, I do I do like it. It's just not something that I'm really like privy to. Like that you can play constantly and constantly. Be like, okay, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I, I get that too. Like, I love strategy games, but yeah, it's just sometimes it just it drains you. Mm-hmm, it drains you. Uh, I would have to say my third favorite game, of course, will always be Halo. Always, oh, always, yes. always will be Halo. Yes. All, the, all the memories, all the times, the just, oh, you can't beat it, dude. You just can't it beat changed, it. Halo, it Halo Infinite, the way it is. Like we might have to play this after perfect. the podcast, bro. Like once you get done editing and shit, we might have to play. Yeah, uh, like Infinite, Infinite, so good. So it just brings me much, back to Halo Two and Three, you know. It really does. It really brings me back just to Halo Three. Um, it definitely got its issues, but it's definitely three four three has got their shit together and actually are listening to people mm-hmm. that care for the game. Unlike yes. Activision and EA. And Blizzard. Where they just kind of threw it and was like, here, oh, you guys don't like it? We don't care. Well, I actually heard Gold. he talked about um, a very good point Like with Blizzard. Obviously, he loves like World of Warcraft, so he talks about Blizzard a lot. But this happens with a lot of developers like in general, is that... Um, these days, like the, the big companies, they're basically putting out betas. Like, they have a game that's, you know, 70% done. And they had people tested at 50%. And they're in those people that tested, they're saying, okay, 50% done, I understand, but this is what needs to be fixed. This is what needs to be fixed. The developers fix that. And then, boom, they release the, they release the game 70% done. And then that whole year, year and a half, whatever, it may be out. And I'm just talking expansion games, not like single games. Like things like, you know, um, when you think of uh, World of Warcraft with like its expansions and stuff. Um, And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so you release this game and now there's all these problems. Here are these problems. And then World of Warcraft fixes it like six months later. And once they fix it six months later... 
it's like, okay, well, now we're damn near on to our next expansion. So why didn't you guys think of what we told you during the beta when all these early testers were doing it? And you're fixing it now, and then a few months later, you're just going to release a new, a new expansion. And also with things like Fortnite and, and Call of Duty, especially when they're um, releasing it, what COD comes out every year now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Call of Duty comes out every year, it's almost it almost becomes like a copy and paste thing. It's like, okay, yeah, we might change the theme, but it's going to be the same thing. So how, what can we do to switch it up? So how, how, can we, how can we switch it up from the year before? And all of a sudden, you drop the game, and everyone comes out with saying, okay, this is wrong. Um, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. And then throughout that year, they're fixing things, and then you have a perfect game where everyone is loving it. And then all of a sudden, a new game comes out. You know what I mean? It's just fucked, and it's all about money. And the reason that they want to, you know, roll over these games like that is all because of money, because they just want to keep having these new releases where everyone's gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel that. Feel that. I'm I'm sorry about getting on a rant. I've wanted to talk about that for, for a minute now. Um, because Swab has an eye on our last episode, we weren't even talking about gaming, but I was thinking that. So now that I'm with you, you got the full brunt of it. Um. Okay, so you already you already spoke about you know playing Halo Infinite, but what other games are you playing now? Uh, right now we are playing, of course, the new Warzone update with Caldera coming out. We played with played a little bit of that yesterday on stream, and then um, after that we played a new game called Super People. And oh man, oh man, um, when PUBG came out, you know, a couple years back, and first ever BR game. I don't know if you ever got to play it, Sam. But oh man, that PUBG is like falling in love with Halo all over again, basically. Really? Um, and what Super People is is the same game as PUBG. Literally, the Korean developers took PUBG and recreated it and kind of fixed all the bugs with it, mm-hmm. and then added some Apex abilities on it and some Fortnite crafting and stuff like that. So it's just a mixture of like good games that people have been playing. Yeah, but that it's same developers as PUBG, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's at that basis of it's PUBG again. And oh my god, so I've been not not doing anything but playing that. Like, I've literally stopped editing and just played the last fucking 12. So is is the gameplay similar to PUBG, or do they try to switch it up? Okay, so the way way it works is, yes, it's PUBG, so the 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 gear, the weapons, mm-hmm. the movement is all PUBG. Yeah. The abilities esque come from Apex, and the crafting because you can craft your level one body armor helmet backpack to a level four. Okay, and what, what, do you, what do you mean by crafting? Like, what do you have to get like so, a certain amount of items? So, or so the items pop up on the the actual like screen. Like, if you need them, mm. it it'll auto autoly try to find them. Like, it'll scan the area for them and then you can yeah. just go over and grab them and then when you grab enough you can craft your next item okay, so if you grab let's say you drop in you grab a level one helmet level two vest and a level mm-hmm. three backpack okay it's gonna have you search for the helmet crafting materials you get the crafting materials and you level up level two three you know and then so forth you can mm-hmm. also level up the weapons the same way and mm-hmm. they upgrade the damage, the recoil, and everything else like that. Plus, you get the attachments from PUBG that was already out. All the guns from PUBG are in the game. Um, it has some really, really sick-ass abilities, um, which is why it's called Super People. Yeah. Um, you have a character that can summon a vehicle. You have a character that can uh, I see. literally And you pick slide. that spawn. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 so you it randomly gives you a character. You can randomize that pick again to get a random other character. Mm-hmm. For what in-game currency you get is called gold. You start with two thousand, and then you earn about two hundred a game, no matter what. Um, it also has uh, called drop cases. You can make a case yourself, and it'll drop mm-hmm. it in, and use your in-game money to be able to open it and take what's inside. And how you level up your abilities are pills and stuff like that that you can find on ground or get them in your in your case or in airdrops. 
Yeah. So there's just an abundance of stuff on this game that make it so good. Yeah. So it almost it right almost now, reminds me of like Tarkov where you like go and you try to like grab a bunch of loot, you know what I mean? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's basically like that, but it's 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 all BR format. Yeah, so, and didn't I see you playing yeah, Icarus the other day? That one's been so what? Well, I know that Suavez was playing it, but weren't you playing like it's Icarus? It's called it's yeah. Like I was playing, yeah, yeah, I play Icarus with him. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, um, Icarus survival. Yeah. What do, what do you think about that game? Um, it's really good. It's not something I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be a survival, not a mission by mission standpoint survival. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, with the mission by mission standpoint, uh, basically you go into a map, you start fresh, you build up, survive the wilderness, survive the animals and complete the mission once mm-hmm. you complete the mission you go back to your ship and you lift off and you start all over again on another mission and basically it's kind of like a not a sandbox survival like like rust or like something like that it's just you do your mission you get gone um and you level up your characters like crazy yeah so does does it remind you anything of like um valheim i never played valheim but i heard that there were similarities between the two between Valheim and Icarus. So there's there's similarities between Valheim and that with the building aspect and their survival and fighting the enemies. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. But that's most survival games now. Like yeah, you have an enemy, you, you know, you have like certain stuff that you can do. And then, you know, you know, you get your mission done, get it gone and move on to the next thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I kind of want to wrap up this this gaming section. Um, I got a couple of questions for you. Um, so as a whole, um, what do you think that gaming means to people? Like, for example, a couple of things that I wrote down to give you an idea of what I meant is that a lot of times when people are going through tough times when they're younger, like it's like an escape, uh, for them to, you know, if they're dealing with bullying at school or whatever, or anything at home, they can go in their room and and they can, you know, put on their headphones and just and just game or you know it's it's a passion of theirs like it is mine and yours um even as a full-grown adult it's just like you know i just want to work for eight hours but i want to come home and i, and I want to play with my boys you know what i mean so if you had to define what gaming has like become and and what it means to people these days what would you say if i had to describe it in one word it'd be it'd be an escape if i had to describe it in a sentence it would be basically a vacation from your real life. You can be whoever you want to be. You can talk to whoever you want to be. You can you can do whatever you want without having someone just in your background yelling at you or making you do something you don't want to do or anything. But this gaming stuff, if you're not a streamer, if you're not a content creator and you just want to, it to be your hobby and be something that helps you keep moving through you know a mental you know break or a mental like thing you are having gaming is an escape it's a nice escape it's something that's not gonna wreck you in the end um as much as people still say that you know gaming is bad for you Mm-hmm. Gaming is not bad for you. No, it's definitely not. Not one, not one damn bit. No. The only thing that's bad about gaming is if you have no social abilities and you cram everything up into gaming, and you know, like, say you have a kid and he's developing his uh, social skills, I guess you could say, and instead of you know having him interact with people, then you just say, okay, you know, go to your computer and. And have fun with that. You know what I mean? But as far as saying, oh, my son or daughter plays video games, you know, three hours a day, four hours a day when they get home from school. That's nothing. Like, they could be out, like, drinking vodka and and partying. You know what I mean? So, really, at the end of the day, the gaming is a good distraction where they're not going to get in trouble. And they're not going to have that because... If someone comes up to them and they say, hey, do you want to come to this crazy party? You know, the cops were here like last week or whatever. They're going to be like, no, like I want to go <laughs> go home. I want to play with my friends and I'm going to go to bed and then I'm going to get up and go to school. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And for me, um, it did change for me when I got into high school. Like, yeah, I started doing stupid stuff. But at the same time, gaming wasn't where it was at now. Like, yeah, we it, Xbox Live just got started, but we didn't have everyone on Twitter. We didn't have everyone streaming and stuff. So it didn't interest me as much as it does now. If I if I had it back then, then it might be different. But the people that have it now, like that's a perfect hobby and excuse to like not get into stupid shit. Especially, especially whereas, yeah, especially whereas, like, it's not like it's you know ninety nine percent guys. There's plenty of girls that play games and that stream and stuff. So it's not like if you do that, then you're you, you're like, oh, you play video games. Because remember back in the day, it was like, you play video games, then you're not going to talk to a girl ever. And mind you, obviously girls played games back then, but um, now, like, now it's like, what do you mean? I'm like, just as many girls play video games as guys these days, especially online, where you're, like, looking at everything. Like, it was like, oh, you're a big nerd and you're never going to meet a girl. It's like, okay, well, there's plenty of girls that play video games and they're probably all better looking than your girlfriend. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just crazy how like in the past what would you call it so me and you're about the same age so about 10 plus years like it, how everything has changed so much you know it, it, it's it's ridiculous because and what, and what it brings me back to is uh with phase like all the phase guys they might be a little bit older than us but they're around the same age and when they came into the game, it was those uh, stereotypes of, you know, you're not going to be able to meet any girls, you know, you have a problem and blah, 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 blah. And now 10 years later, it's like, okay, well, you're actually kind of like, I mean, as long as you, you know, you, you, you have your grades in place and you're not tanking everything. If you're playing games as a hobby, then it's actually a good thing because you're staying out of trouble you know, you're not you're not mingling with the people you shouldn't. I mean, maybe I'm overthinking this. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that I'm right, or do you think that I'm just overthinking? And you can uh, be honest. I, mean, I don't know. That's it's it's a hard say because back when we were younger, if you watched anime, if you were nerdy at all, if you played Yu Gi Oh, if you had any cards, if you had yeah, yeah, yeah. if you had anything nerdy, there was such a superstition of like you weren't gonna do anything in life. And now, you know, five years after that, it became booming. Everyone needed to do it. Like you watched anime, you were cool. Like it, and exactly. over time, people grew and people, you know, actually watched it. it it's that thing of like they didn't see it so they think it's not you know it's not good it's not mm-hmm. cool or oh that's dumb oh uh, that you're nerdy mm-hmm. no one's gonna ever love you like it like i get your standpoint on it but now nowadays you know anime is one of the biggest things now animation gaming but what you're, trying, but what you're saying what, but what you're saying is what i was saying was yeah. that back in our day, things that are looked upon as cool now were looked upon as nerdy and something that you should stay away from because you're not going to get girls or you're not going to be cool in school and you're not going to be as social as as you would be. And now, you know, someone who is a streamer, like a streamer that, I'm, I'm not going to say like super popular, but like someone that has some viewers or someone that is really good at a game they're actually looked at as cool like it completely did a 180 you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly like it your your statement and view on how everything is is like perfect like that's now it's now it's you know everything is cool everything we can do everything we can not hide it and like even like it's not just a nerdy it's you know it's being whatever you want to be now which is good but at the same time it's bad because now we have people that if you say something wrong your one your career is over two you can get fired from your job three you have to watch what you say now 
and that kind of sucks because you can't be truthful about most situations or you're, if you're uncomfortable and you say you're uncomfortable, it's now like, well, why are you uncomfortable? So it's it went from people being tolerant to now people being intolerant. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sucks that people are intolerant or, you know, you, I can sit here and be like, you know, I I like what you guys are doing. And then, you know, the next day I can be like, oh, well, no, I, yeah, I don't want to be seen with you. It's, it's kind of like that. Like, I'm tolerant of what you're doing, but you're not tolerant of what I'm doing now. So, you know, what's, what's the difference now? It's just like a subjugation back and forth, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, at the end of the day, when it really comes down to this stuff is I think that overall gaming and especially the society of gaming you know people that follow 100 thieves people that follow phase people that follow all of these people that we follow you know tim the Tatman. i think it is shifting in the right direction um obviously there's still those idiots that want to go into chat and, and get banned right away from saying something stupid but you know something that is said today may not get you banned in chat you know the two next. years ago yeah. two years ago in Tim time and stream you know and I, and i do think that there's there's reason for that um i think that with, with social media and seeing how cruel people can be that it kind of shows everyone okay we need to rally around this person that's getting bullied or whatever it may be and I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, it's like we also have to realize these people that are I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, like they want to uh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the of the right way to put it and I and I can't put words on it, but my my only point with that is when when something happens and you see it happen like for example you're you're sitting in a stream and a streamer is getting harassed by a viewer are you going to sit there and are you going to let it happen or are you going to speak up and you're going to say hey like leave this person alone you know and and it comes down to if if you were to stick up for someone back in the day that was a streamer they would look they, they would look down on you as if oh you're sticking up for the nerdy person but now mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit different where it's like okay no you're actually sticking up all right so now now, now I thought of an example it took me a minute but say you're watching a streamer that's transgender and you're sitting in the stream and someone comes in and they say some terrible, terrible things, and you stick up for that streamer, then obviously now the thing is, yeah, you should stick up for that streamer, and that's how it always should be and how I hope it continues to be. But back in the day, that might not be what it was. That, that, that was my only point. Yeah. Um, all right, so... I got a couple more things. So we're going to get into editing. So you, you kind of remind me of Suavez because when, when me and you talk, we can just like go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, the last thing that I have to say uh, about the gaming thing is um, what do you think the limit is for gaming? Like obviously you see like these CSGO um, streams and these League of Legends streams having hundreds of thousands of viewers. Uh, going forward, guess it, I guess we'll call it the next five years, ten years. Like, what do you think the limit is? What do I think the limit is? Yeah, like, do you think that, you know, um, competitive gaming could be, like, on ESPN or in the Olympics or anything like that? Well, I'm say well isn't it already in the Olympics? Yeah, it's already in the yeah. Olympics and it's already on ESPN. We're already, we're already at that time. 
Okay. So, but yeah, the next, I realized the next that after five I said years. It. See, what got me into computer gaming was League of Legends, which is a big esports thing. Like it's it's big. Um, and you know, already has like a world. It's like they you, they go across every continent and play. Um, gaming is going to be continually on the rise, and we're going to see more and more competitive games that are going to have those gaming scenes that the gaming industry is going to just keep bumping up and keep wanting to expand and make more money. And now you have Korea vouching for a lot of game companies that you know want to do more um tournaments like that plus now with covid we have a lot of online tournaments that happen you know constantly every weekend there's something going on during the week there's something going on you can tune into a stream and catch you know catch a tournament easily so uh to that point we're already at that we're already at that point yeah. of Gaming has become the biggest thing to to date in the world. Um, multiple, multiple excursions, multiple things going on, and five years from now, it's going to be even bigger, even better. You're going to see a lot more streamers. You're going to see a lot more YouTube content creators. Um, I don't. Now, know do you think that is a good thing, or do you think that it kind of like saturates the space? It's gonna saturate the space, but you'll see a lot after 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 a year, people will quit. You know, yes. oh, it's too hard. Or hundred percent. Every year at the beginning of the year, you'll see multiple new streamers. By the end of the year, most of them will be gone. It sucks yep. to say. It no, sucks no, it doesn't suck to, to say. say it's that. just the reality of things. Yeah, it's it's just the it's just the reality of like what is what what happens in this. I've been streaming for almost thing. five years. Do you realize how many people I've seen come and go? Yeah, it, it takes a, a certain amount of uh, passion and a certain amount of drive to keep someone going, and those are the people that you know succeed or not. Um. So I so I want to move into my next thing because we. I knew this was going to happen. So uh, our next thing is editing. And this is something that I really wanted to talk to you about because I don't know many um, editors. Um, so for each episode, I tried to have, you know, like a topic. Um, the first episode was New World. Second one was like managing creators. Third one was mental health with Suavez. Um, now this one is editing. So we're just going to kind of get into editing a little bit um because i want to talk about your experience and what you think about it um so what do you think about like mr beast and all these big like youtube creators um do you think that they would not be if they if they didn't have an editor that was like 24 7 that was always editing their videos do you think that an editor is a key part of having a successful channel like that so with to answer that question, it's it's in three parts. You have the beginning of your career, you have the middle of your career, and you have the end of your career. Mm-hmm. To do YouTube editing and stuff like that is basically the middle or not very start of your career. If you want to consider doing or getting an editor or using an editor and stuff like that, is if you are fully dialed in and want to do this, on top of um basically you got to find your niche and content at first anyways mm-hmm. so i want to start at the beginning of someone's career when you're just getting into content creation you know you're just being a streamer right unlike you and me where we've been doing content creation and doing this stuff for more than you know two two plus years you know yeah. when you're just starting out you want to plaster yourself everywhere right Mm-hmm. So you're you're like, oh, I want an editor. You know, you can edit my stuff. No, you need to do your own your own content at the yep. beginning, so you find out and figure out what you want to do. With what your needs content. to be edited? Yeah, yeah. Not oh, I'm gonna play for an hour. I'm gonna give it to my editor, and he's gonna edit for me. He's yep. gonna literally look at it, laugh, and say, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, like what do you what the fuck do you want me to edit? <laughs> yeah. oh, no. There's no there's no like story. I understand no... that and, and I've had that happen to me before when I first started. He was like, Okay, he was like, 
you told me the name of the video, but I don't see any clips pertaining to that. So like, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. So, you know, my advice to people when they're first starting out is you need to find your niche. You need to find what you want to do, what game you want to play, what kind of video you want to do. If you want to do a let's play, if you want to do a reaction video, if you want to do just some funny moments like a montage or you want to just do well Warzone, especially now you have loadout videos and stuff like that so basically mm -hmm. you want to find that general direction that you want to move you can find that general direction and you really want to do youtube or you really want video like edited and done that way they look good and feel good and people are going to watch them all the way through because people generally only watch about two minutes of your video no matter what that's literally it. You ever see the video of saying that people's um, train of thought, or I forget exactly what the word they just was only like seven seven seconds. So you have to like grab. Uh, oh, you you're meaning your. Uh, I forget exactly not train what the word. of thought, but your um, your focus. Yeah, your like you can only focus, focus on focus one thing, and then if anything about, goes quiet, about or whatever, seven seconds, and if it doesn't interest you, you move on. Yeah, they move. They, that's why thumbnail artists. That's why video editing, like having that front clip, is there to kind of keep the the person entertained to watch the rest of the video. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's that's why I always tell people that are starting off with their careers to do their own content, find out what mm -hmm. they need to do, and now with the short form content that you can do with TikTok and YouTube Shorts and stuff like that. People can find that niche and what's working and then roll with it. Dude, I've been and killing it with YouTube when, shorts. When... Yeah. I've been having thousands of views, but the thing is about that is that I'm not really gaining any subscribers off of it. It's like, yeah, like my last YouTube short had almost 6,000 views, but I think I gained like a, a one subscriber off of it. So it's like, really, how much is YouTube shorts helping people? Because it's really not yeah, on on my side. I've gained almost two hundred uh, subscribers in the last month because of YouTube Shorts. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess it kind of just depends, it, it all but... depends on what kind of content you're doing. That's that's the thing. It's it's all about the content, and it can't be. And I I say this at course is mm -hmm. you you may like your content, but someone else isn't going to like your content. Oh, of course. You, when you do content, you have to focus on what people are going to like rather than what you like. Mm -hmm. um, I tell everybody that I edit for that. I, I have done so much research on YouTube videos on that part, mm -hmm. uh, which is why, you know, I tell people at the beginning of their career to do their own content and try to find their own niche. And then at the middle of their content, when, you know, streaming is, you know, their primary income or, you know, they have time to do everything on their side to get these videos to me to for me to edit mm -hmm. um, and what they have to do and what the what their idea is of the video um, that could possibly be. Um, then that's the perfect time to get an editor because you don't have time to edit your own videos. Now you're you're you know, you're either one working to working and then streaming right after and now you have four to six hours of video content that you can break down into shorts and youtube uh things and stuff like that well that's and, yeah that's yeah go ahead i'm sorry and now you have people like harris heller who is literally talking about this same thing constantly mm -hmm. um, about finding your own niche about doing what you need to do as a streamer and turning it into monetary gain and stuff like that and trying yep. to do this job. Um, but my, my final, my final like word on this is when you want to get an editor, not only do you have to find the right editor to do it, to see your vision of a video or get what you need, you know, for a video. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about the middle of your career, probably at the end of the start of your career. So I want to say, uh, like, always, I'd give it that first six months and find out what you really want to do. Because at the beginning, you can be like, I'm just doing this as a hobby, and I don't really care. Six months down the line, man, I can really do this for a job. And then they start thinking about their content. And there's plenty of people at that moment right now 
that I have helped their streams out and like made them look for like at the start they look like a wonky mess and turn them into big old like big professional looking they have emotes they have uh overlays they have their cameras better because they actually focused on their lighting you know it's just simple things that people need to fix to be that on that professional level of mm-hmm. i can do this as more than just a hobby and you know a lot of times when people become my friends i help them as much as i can for you know free and all my knowledge that i've gained these last two years about how to look professional but still act like the way i did when i first started and have fun with it so you're completely right and i'm I'm glad that you spoke your mind about that because everything that you said is completely right um as far as editing goes, like when did you actually first start editing? Um, so I started editing about eight months ago. I was at that step where I wanted to do more than just streaming. I wanted to make YouTube content. I wanted to like plainly do this as a job because at the time I really, really hated my job, having to get up at three o'clock in the morning, go to work, struggle for 10 hours, and then come home and be tired not be able not like not want to do anything i didn't want to game i like so i had severe depression and stuff like that mm. and um one of my buddies said here try this program and you know here's a video and just start you know edit it put memes in it and i started feeling that fire again because i wanted to quit streaming yeah. i i just i was so tired all the time and then when I started editing videos and like looking at YouTube and actually thinking about how to edit or how to make a montage or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's been fun. It's it's lit that spark back up in me to keep going and, and try new things and, you know, do video editing as a job because I have the passion to do it rather than I need to do it so I can pay my bills. Yeah. So now I can, now I can do both. And on top of that, even though I'm just, I'm just editing, I can still stream and not be, not be tired. I can be my full self and, and not just sit back and not say anything to my chatters or to the community that's around me. And I have time to, you know, be on Twitter and talk to people and learn, learn from other people and just become more friends, like get more friends and stuff like that. So it's been yeah. quite a journey these last eight months. And um, a lot of people tell me, like, you've only been doing this for six, eight months and you've already got this far. I'm like, holy crap. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm because it, ta- it usually takes people say it usually takes about a, a year to a year and a half. To even uh, get clean, for everyone, like dude. even do a clean edit. Oh, editing. Um, yeah, yeah it, like to even do a clean edit and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, um, what I'm gonna do is because we've all, we've almost been running for an hour, and I have a lot of shit left. So we're gonna do a part two. Um, and then you and I can look up and do the part two because I think I have. Like we're gonna run a whole another hour, hour and a half if I keep going. So I might as well cut it off now. Um, so thank you, Buffet, for coming on. We're gonna be doing part two, not to worry. Um, we have so many different. We have like ask the host segment, um, passions outside of gaming, a million different things. But once again, thank you, Buffet. Um, his social is gonna be below in the video. Make sure to follow, review. Um, the podcast also follow um, his socials below and um, we are going to get back to it and we are going to finish up this outline that I wrote because I think it is so so good Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button for YouTube and hit those follow buttons to hear some more on Spotify off music and YouTube all that thank you sir yeah you already know share review 
Um, we're going to be doing it live on YouTube here soon. Uh, I'm waiting to get the... I've been talking to HR of Apple for a while now, trying to get the podcast. Because they're telling me that, oh, just start a, start another one. And then make a new account. And then um, put and then try to put the episodes on there but we don't know if you'll be able to put the episodes on there i'm like no i said i want the episodes that i've already recorded on spotify to transfer to apple music which should be done but because of my accounts fucked up then it's this whole thing but once that is done make sure you leave a five-star review on spotify on apple music love y'all um one thing i wanted to ask you guys is I have someone that might be lined up for the next episode. Obviously, the next episode is going to be part two with Buffet. But um, after that, um, I have... I'm not, I'm not even going to say. Just wait. Just wait on it. Follow my Twitter to see um, who the next episode will be. Um, also, if you guys didn't hear, I joined a team called Limitless. And um, I am their podcast host of Beyond Limits, where we talk to... Um, all of manage, management of Limitless, all of the members, just so you guys can kind of get to know them. Um, that is going to be coming up very soon. There are Twitch partners, YouTube partners, TikTok people with a million followers. There's a million different people that I can speak to and that we can have a good time with. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I don't want to make it too, too long um, because for myself... Uh, depending, the only podcast I listen to that is over an hour or, you know, I would say over two hours is Critical Role, which is like D&D and then, um, you know, like Star Wars stuff. And if, if I'm just listening to a podcast about gaming, I like it short and sweet because me and Buffet will come out with this shit in a couple of days. So um, I don't want to make it three hours long. Um, thank you guys again. Love y'all. Peace.